Hello and welcome to the Make Better Photos and Videos podcast. I am Ross. And I am Gordon. Well, Gordon, what have you been up to in the last week? Well, not so much up as a little under the weather over the last week, and but was up to my ankles and horse manure on Thursday. Well, you do, do, do 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 do. Well, I was do do. You do do some strange things for entertainment. Did you get anything out of that photo shoot besides the do do? Uh, yeah, yeah. There. Firstly, uh, I realized there are times when I take lousy photographs. And I am sometimes blown away with how easily photographers ignore aspects of their cameras that are just maybe a teeny weeny bit out of their norm. Hmm. Sounds like a infinitesimal step. Mm. You like that word? A good word. Yeah. Good word. So Sounds like you, actually. <laughs> Which is good, because it's me speaking. If it sounded like that other guy, we got problems. So what got you going? Well, it's that little dial that's, and it sits pretty much on top of every camera that I know. Oh, you mean the one that says P-A-S-M and a whole bunch of other letters? Yeah, that one. Oh. I think we all know what P-A-S-M stands for. Ask anyone and they will tell you it switches the camera mode between the various ones. But how about the other letter stuff? Well, some let you access special effects, perhaps. I know that some folks get confused thinking that M stands for movie. However, since so very, very few interchangeable lens camera users actually shoot video, they have come around to understand that M stands for manual. And the last one, you notice how it always is the last one? Ah, the magical, uninterpretable C. Ah, yes, the, the C. Custom mode. And now I challenge you to ask the first 10 members uh, through the door of the next meeting, A, what is it? And B, do they use it? I'm willing to bet that 9 out of 10 will be a double no. Keeps the answering process really simple if you stay consistent. Challenge! <laughs> Accepti! Yeah, why not? Let's do it. In fact, I'm going to call on you to do it. Because Oops. if I do it, they'll think I'm just being my usual self. You've obviously got to be under your bonnet, though. So share with us, please. What has incurred the wrath of said flying, stinging beast? Be, be under bonnet, okay. Well, I'm happy to. But correct me if my understanding is off. Uh, as I have come to realize that of all the things the camera ma manufacturers have done to mess up your brain, this one isn't one of them. Okay. Can you elaborate, please? Okay, so all frivolity aside, the custom mode is a function 
that allows you to take the functions that you use in a particular frequently used mode and store them in the camera's memory. Then when you need to use that particular setting, a twist of the dial brings you back to that point instantly. Aha, he said. <laughs> I see where you're going. I'm pretty sure. There is only one. Or, in more modern cameras, a couple of these C settings. This makes it really no different from the PASM settings, I think. They provide a, effectively a preset. And mm -hmm. I think the C does the same thing. Okay. So, getting kind of sneaky, are we? For the listeners, the PASM will put the camera in the prioritized mode. But then you have to set the individual settings to get where you want to go. By which time you have lost the shot. Now, that sounds complex and confusing. So let's run an example. You put the camera in aperture priority and shoot a landscape. So you set the aperture. And then what? Well, in every camera that I've ever used, if I use aperture priority mode, the camera is going to meter the scene and set the appropriate shutter speed for what the meter is reading. But of course, there are other options that have to go into that, such as what ISO am I shooting? Am I shooting in single shot mode or continuous mode? Am I using a value for exposure compensation? Or in my case, flash exposure compensation. And there are more things that will show up that I deal with when I go to get the shot. But I have to say that for my usual shooting, most of these have already been set. And so they have, and so you have taught us again and again. Oh, but look, Bambi just bounced out of the cornfield on your right and is proceeding across the road in a reasonable clip. And oh, look, here comes little Bambi presenting you with a shot that even you in your disgruntled mode can't turn your nose up to. I challenge you to define gruntled. <laughs> okay, but I get it. So... I'm in a mode that I've chosen that allows me to bias my photograph information based on depth of field, but now I'm in a situation where the bias has to quickly move to the ability to freeze or intentionally blur the subject. Yep. So you need to shoot continuous. Uh, you need to shoot in shutter priority. And all those other settings that you just so painfully set are now wrong. And Bambi and Junior are no longer visible. And the air is turning blue with cuss words. Not that you would ever actually do that. No, so, I have never turned the air blue. No, never. Black, Purple, perhaps. Black, <laughs> perhaps, yeah. Okay, so, so enter the argument then for using custom modes. Okay, point made. So what you're suggesting is the custom mode is going to give me a way to store all my settings and get there in one click, 
Yep. But refer back to my statement that this is the one place that camera makers are not messing up your brain. So when the custom mode is set, depending on the make of the camera and to a greater or lesser extent, all the settings you use most often are stored. Example, aperture, default ISO, usual exposure compensation, single shot, etc. are all set as soon as the C function is accessed with a flick of the dial. It's not perfect, but it will get you to a starting point and get you the shot. If time then permits, you can modify it till the cows come home or Bambi reappears. Well, that makes sense. Now, in some cameras, it's not a dial. It's just a push button to switch between modes, but the concept is the same. So, question on behalf of the audience. In general, can I store only one set of these settings? Again, this depends on the camera. But even the lowly, if expensive, DSLR has two and usually three stop points. So one can store your AP stuff, C2 stores your action stuff, etc., etc. Fair enough. Gosh, this is easy. Assuming my usual role <laughs> of um, devil's advocate, my experience has been that if users have to spend time programming the function or programming any function, the very thought of customizing the function has the propensity to drive them screaming down the laneway. Thoughts? Oh, of course. The programming is already done for you, by you. You set up the camera as you would normally for, let's say, a landscape or whatever, and then you press the menu button and find something that has the word custom in it. Highlight it and be presented with an option to save to custom function. Choose your approved setting and click OK. Do the same with the next function, say action, and save. Well, that certainly sounds simple enough. And for those who don't know where to find custom in their menu... We refer you Reed. to our friend, <laughs> RTFM, Read the Fine Manual. Now, once people have got this idea, do you have any suggestions of how they could be used? Yep, I, but I think you're limited by your imagination, basically. In addition to the two things we've mentioned, such as aperture priority or shutter priority, you could set the conditions you use when you're shooting at very slow shutter speeds with neutral density filters, or whether you are shooting in black and black and white images, which require you to make some adjustments to be able to see appropriately. Uh, you could set uh, front to back focus stacking, if your gear permits that. And to those who are already saying, well, it may not be what I want, and my methods may change. Well, then I say to you, change it. The same processes you just went through, put your new ones in, and you're ready to go. 
So to clarify on that statement, once you set a custom setting, it's not baked forever. You could change it at your will. Absolutely. Um, whenever. And in fact, if you don't have enough custom settings, if you were going out on a shoot where you knew you would be doing something that's outside the norm of what you've already got set, put it in. And it's there for that shoot. And next time you go, well, change it back to wherever you were. It's not difficult. My goodness, that does sound like preparation and planning. Well, there is that, but what can so I say? Tell, so tell us, what do you use your custom settings for? So I consider myself lucky. I have four custom settings on mine. So they are set for landscape, if you wish, or non-moving subjects. One is set for action. Uh, one is set for action with Pro Capture, which is a sort of a specialized function uh, in my camera. And one is set for black and white. And that pretty much covers my field of photography. I don't use it for manual because I already have a manual setting. And once it's on that, I have to change everything anyway. So I lump, lump my macro stuff in there as well. Unless, of course, under those conditions, I don't. Well, that's more than fair. And those are, I think, not uncommon settings that a lot of folks would use. So in having done this for some time, are there any downsides that you've found? Well, not really. Uh, I think most cameras, uh, as you said it, the, the functions will be there. But I am finding that with the, the increasing complexity of the newer cameras and the implementation of a lot of computational photography, it is possible to have inadvertently stored functions in there that you don't know you had set. If you start getting weird things like that, you then have to review your settings. And I think this possible solution is that you set up the custom function starting with a clean slate and just set up the essentials. The rest is bells and whistles and ice cream on the cake and stuff like that. And you can do that as the conditions arise. And that way you won't get bogged down with all this computational stuff happening in the background and driving you crazy. Well, I think that this sounds to me and to anybody like a pretty reasonable and not difficult scenario. So thanks for bringing it up. So I guess uh, if, if it's useful, well, even if you don't think it's useful, try it. It'll probably change the way you go out on shoots and it changes the way you think think and access your functions. I think we will wind it up with that. Well, thanks to all who listen to the podcast. We sincerely appreciate your patronage. If you shop at BNH Photo Video, please do so through the link on the site's, our site's main page. It pays a small commission and costs you nothing extra. Always feel free to send in a comment or post a question. We read and respond to all of them.
for the Make Better Photos and Videos podcast. I've been Ross. And I am still Gordon. And we bid you peace.